Seinfeld. Are you listening? Damn. Welcome to Power and Strength Radio with Thomas Benz, the ethos of strength. Here we explore the dynamic between physical, spiritual, relational, and mental emotional strength so that you can build your resiliency or your bounce so that you express the most powerful version of yourself. Hey, it's your boy T, Thomas Benz, the ethos of strength, and this is Power and Strength Radio, and this is an episode I have been looking forward to for a long time. I get the privilege and honor of sharing the microphone with just my favorite person on the whole entire planet, my beautiful, beautiful bride, Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. No, you're just supposed to say hi. You're not supposed to say hi, Nicole. I said, I was calling you by your name, so you would just say hi. And she is laughing absolutely hysterically. And uh, she's she's a little nervous because like podcasting is sort of my thing. And she thinks it's cool and fun. And I'm like, hey, I want you to be on the podcast with me. And she was a little bit like, I don't know if I want to do all of that, but it's true. But I love you. See, I'm such a lucky guy, and uh, we're excited to be doing this episode uh, with you guys today. It's going to be really off the cuff and very conversation like. Uh, we we get the awesome, or I get the awesome honor. I don't know if she considers it an awesome honor. I get the awesome honor tomorrow. Uh, of being married to this lovely, wonderful soul for 20 years. So we thought, what a fun thing to do going into our 20th anniversary, um, but to do a podcast and some of the things that we learned in 20 years of marriage. I think one of the things you have always said to me was like, man, we were so young. We were so young. We were really, really young when we got married. Not that they were old now. We're old now. <laughs> we are. You don't look old now. I look old now. <laughs> you don't look old now. You you've gotten better and better every every single year. So, but it's funny because you're like, man, we just we got married young and we've been together for such a long time. Twenty three years together. Yeah. Twenty three years together and twenty years married, and it has been a fun, exciting, crazy ride um, we just sent our baby girl to college we did uh and we are sort of kind of almost empty nesters we're trying we're trying <laughs> <laughs> one, one of our girls is still home but she is just delightful and and we love her and she's growing up and she does her own thing so we're sort of kind of empty nesters and we are really looking forward to the next life adventure together so we thought that we would just kind of come on this and, and do this together. You know, one of the things for us, uh, I, I hope sometimes I can speak for us. I, yes. I shouldn't always speak for us, but. Feel so, free. Well, you have to say stuff too. I will. Okay. okay. I wish you guys could see her. She is just, <laughs> she is the most beautiful person in the world. And she just looks so amazing with her headphones on <laughs> as, we're, as, we're, as we're sitting here. Um, you know, but one of the things that we always I think right from the onset, even though there was a lot about being in a, in a marriage uh, that we, we learned together over 20 years, I think one of the things that we always wanted to do was make sure that there were things that we did and explored together. And 
one of the things that we've been saying for such a long time is we're looking forward to the next adventure Mm -hmm. in our life together. You know, we, you know, raised our girls, not that it's done, but we've, we've kind of got them, uh, going in the right direction, so to speak. And then we're looking forward to, uh, all of the, the things that we will experience Mm -hmm. together. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Any, anything like right on the top of your head, like a bucket list thing. It's like, this is what we're going to do. Prague. Prague. Yes. That has been one of our things for a while is like, we want to go to the Czech Republic and maybe even kind of hang out there for a little while, like two years, just kind of explore it. People always ask me, they go, why Prague? And I'm always embarrassed to tell them (laughs) why Prague. It's like people go, why Prague? And I'm going, the born identity. I own it. Own it. Did did I ever tell you that when I was like in third grade, um, my mom got called in because I told the teacher when they said, what do you want to be in school? And I was like, I want to be a German spy. And my mom, they called my mom in and, uh, (laughs) My mom says little black boys can't be German spies. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm gonna go live my born identity fantasy in Prague someday. And I got this awesome, wonderful lady to share it with. But we want to just you know share with you some things. And we had a an amazing and I kind of almost wish that that would have been the conversation uh, to some degree that we started the recording with because my wife, if any of you know her personally, uh, know that she is just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and she just has some real nuggets and you know um, many times when when we're engaged socially I'm kind of the the front man of of the group uh, so to speak but my wife is an absolute powerhouse um, as a person as a coach as a mom as a wife as a companion as a confidant she she is just amazing and she's got some wonderful insights. So I can't wait for her to drop some nuggets on all of you listeners today about um, what, you know, what she has learned in in 20 years of marriage. So we just got back from Tacoma, Washington, Mm -hmm. and my wife had the awesome privilege of assisting at a three-day kettlebell certification with Strong First. It's like our kettlebell organization and we love it. And I, I went up with her, I wasn't assisting or anything, but I went up with her because I have some friends that I wanted to see and, and just visit with. And uh, what when we walked in on the first day, like you were going in to to kind of do everything that assistants have to do on the first day. And we walked in together. Mm-hmm. And what did one of the girls say to you, um, one of the other assistants, uh, when we came in together? I thought she, it was funny. Yeah, she, you know, she said hi to me and then you walked in and she saw you and she's like, wow, were you guys always together? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, I, I, I like my husband. Yeah, I know. It's in that crazy. It's like, I actually, I actually like my wife. I try to be where she is most of the time, you know, unless there's reasons that we can't be together. Cause I really dig who she is as a person. And we, we enjoy being on adventures together and we love our time in the car together and traveling together and experiencing new things together. And I'm, so happy that she decided, you know, to do the podcast with me because I know in the grand scheme of things, you know, just speaking in front of a whole bunch of people or to a whole bunch of people that she can't even see. But I know in her mind right now, she probably thinks that there are millions 
<laughs> of people listening, you know, listening in. So, sometimes you've all, you've always gotten involved in things that weren't really your thing, but they were my thing, and you came with me and you plugged in with me so that we could have an experience together. It's yeah. my turn. Oh man, that's so awesome. Well, I, I just thought that that was a funny story to kind of open with. Like we walk in together and people go, are you guys always together? And it's like, no, we're not always together. But whenever we have the choice to to be together, then we want to be together. And uh, I'm sure my wife will tell you um, that's one of the things that we've kind of decided as our win for mm-hmm. For our marriage, um, you heard it on a podcast. I did. I heard it on a podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about identifying the win in your in your marriage and how we identify wins in everything else in life and sports. We identified wins when you're, you know, they use the example of when you're running a race and you see everybody lined up beside you and everybody is running and you can see immediately how you're doing, you know, or are you out front or you way behind is are you in the middle of the pack? Um, but whoever crosses the finish line first wins. Like the win is very apparent. And um, they were saying you don't identify the win with your marriage or people don't tend to identify mm-hmm. their wins with their marriage. And so they were saying how that's really important um, to identify your win so you know how you're doing as you're going along. Right. So one of the things that came out of that conversation um was you know Nicole and I we've we've decided and, and we borrowed it from someone mm-hmm. else we've decided that you know the win for us is that we want to be where the other one is yeah you know we want to be that because the reality is is that we're choice makers we we have a choice and being married 21 years will be a choice mm-hmm. on both of our parts to to engage in in that endeavor. So wanting to be where the other one is, is, is kind of a massive thing. So we're saying, Hey, that's, that's our win. So now everything that we do, uh, inside of our marriage is shaped with that vision in mind that I want my wife to still want to be where I'm at, because even though we've been married for 20 years, Mm -hmm. she's still a choice maker. She has the choice to not want to participate in that anymore. And I'm thankful every day that she does. So, so we just want to, we want to share just some, some ideas with you, you know, in 20, 20 years of, of being married together. And it's funny how you get to a place in life and 20 years is like, you know, such a, such a milestone. I'm at that point in my life. And as you are now where, well, we can actually talk about, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I told you we were old. I know. It's like we can we can actually talk about 20, 20 years ago. So all right. So babe, I want to uh I want to start with you because I want people to to just kind of get some wisdom and some some good stuff for you. So 20 years of marriage, what has been your biggest surprise? Um have there been has there been a big surprise to you in 20 years of marriage? You know, one of the biggest surprises to me is the fact that we are living in Oregon, Mm -hmm. right? Like I was so attached to my family, my mom and my sisters and grandparents and stuff like that, that I, you know, I Mm -hmm. mean, you wanted to take a job in Pittsburgh and I was like, we can't do that. That can't happen. That's Mm -hmm. too far from family, which was what, an hour and a half away? Hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. So 
you know, for us to be all the way on the other side of the country, that looking back, mm-hmm. that is a big surprise that prior to it becoming a realization, um, I don't know if I would have saw myself doing, but something happened at some point between the time we said, I do, mm-hmm. and the time we, that the very early years of our marriage, when when you became my soul, my main family, mm-hmm. you know, so when you said, you know, I, I, I think we're supposed to live in Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's roll. Cause you're my family. Like wherever you go, I go wherever. I mean, that's, that's not an option. And so, but looking back on it, when you asked me, you know, to consider what would be the biggest surprise, it would be that because prior to being married, nobody was going to pull me away from my family. I think I, th- I think I had a, a thought that if you didn't live in their vicinity close, then you couldn't be close to them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but that's oh. not that's not true. Hmm. I I would say you know for me in you know because I I had I had another marriage um, before you and I met. And I remembered, you know, in college, um, talking to a friend uh, about getting married. And I remember some of the things he said to me about being married. And I think one of the things that is, I, I say as a surprise, but it's pleasant. It's a pleasant surprise. And for me, it is amazing how year after year, I still get more excited about you just being with you just the every year it seems like that we've been together you've evolved and you're always there are new dimensions to you that I'm still I'm learning so for everything that I think that I have figured out you kind of go hey here's something new about me and I'm learning and I'm still like so 20 years of marriage I'm excited because I go, well, what, what is this experience of this other person going to be like in 10 more years, 20 more years, 30 more years? So I'm really super excited about that. And, uh, and your surprise surprises me of all the things that I thought that you might say that one never crossed my mind that, you know, we, we said, no, this is, it's us. This is. This is our family. This mm-hmm. is the Benj family now. Mm-hmm. And now we have to do what we have to do as a family unit and all the decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. We consider other people. Right. But ultimately, it's about you and I and our kids being the best versions of, of themselves. So that's a that's a pretty cool um, surprise if I if I really stop and, mm-hmm. and think about it. Um. What has been your biggest joy? My biggest joy is watching you get excited over whether it's little things or big things, but because we've been together for half my life. Yeah. You know, so all for, you know, all for me, you've been part of all of my big life things. Mm. And I've been a part of so many of your big life things. So I get to see you get excited about starting a podcast for something that you've talked about doing for so long. Um, 
there's that is massive for me i get to see you you know we moved out here you're like i don't know i'll start a gym and and you did and you Mm. know watching you be successful in that and Mm. that's super rewarding for me oh wow my biggest joy is probably very (laughs) boy-like awesome my biggest joy (laughs) is that i I get to still be a boy. I get to be kind of crazy and and just like, you know, in grade school, the girl that laughs at all of the guys' jokes, you can tell that they like each other because everybody else is going, what a dork that <laughs> guy is. And, and she's just like, oh, and I love it that I still can make you laugh and that, you know, we have moments that, only makes sense to me and you and we can get completely lost in a, in a moment and 20 years of life, you know, not always, um, the most, um, not always the easiest, you know, um, you know, we've had our, we've had our moments where we've definitely, you know, had to look at each other and said, okay, we're still going forward because, you know, we, we hit some rough spots, and uh, so I'm I'm thankful. Uh, the joy thing for me is that you know I can I can still make you laugh, and you can always make me laugh, and I think that should be in every marriage ceremony. From I don't know I don't know who's gonna say it, but somebody <laughs> needs to say it to the wife <laughs> to let your man be a boy sometimes. And just celebrate that with him and just laugh because he's going to pinch your side and think he's being playful. And you're going to be like, that's my fat. Don't touch me. (laughs) And so it's like, just let him play and celebrate the playfulness. It's a good thing. Um, You know, I told I told Nicole, I said, uh, I promise to be responsible. I never promised to grow up. So that's kind of our thing. So I'm, I'm a boy, you know, and, and I love the fact that you still find uh, fun in that, I that do. it's joyful. And, you know, at 49 years old, um, I can do things that you go, that is like eighth grade stuff. Well, right? just the other day, I was like, are you watching Looney Tunes? Like I thought I heard on cartoons. I was watching Looney Tunes. You were watching Looney Tunes. I was watching Looney Tunes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> It, I mean, really, it's John Wick and Looney Tunes. That's that's who I am. It's, I know. it's John that's, Wick and Looney Tunes. That's, that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It took me back to my childhood. I, I found this thing on Amazon Prime, and it was just Looney Tunes. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Looney Tunes. And it was so much fun. And I love that you opened the door, and you looked at me, and you're like, are you watching Looney Tunes? Yes. Yes. And you just smiled and yeah. went back in the bathroom and, yeah. and it was just great. So what a what an amazing joy. So sort of kind of serious, but not, well, yeah, sort of serious. Has, has 20 years of marriage given you any insights into life? Big picture. Like if you, you know, this little, this little microcosm of life and you know me and you married and our family and uh have you kind of from that looked at life different through the lens of having been a wife for 20 years 
20 years of marriage, I think, has taught me that I can't just look at life through my lenses and then go through life without considering specifically you mm -hmm. and expect everything to always just be okay. Like, so I, I think it's taught me to be able to, you have, you have to take and stop and look at decisions and behaviors and um, from your spouse's point of view, mm -hmm. you, everything that I do has an impact on you. So, and we all bring in to marriage our own, our own stuff, right? Our own baggage or whatever you want to call it, but we all bring in our own stuff. So how does what I'm doing potentially rub up against your stuff? Mm -hmm. good stuff or bad stuff but how how may that affect you and i think when you go into a marriage it's always just been it was all it was always about me prior and then when we got together when you're all just giddy and happy you don't realize mm -hmm. that something that i do might not make you giddy and happy mm -hmm. um so i think it's and you you taught me that a lot you you've taught me that like just just think about how this might you know affect me because we don't we don't think about things the same all the time mm. you know and that doesn't mean that i can't do things but it does mean that i should consider you mm -hmm. I, you said something this afternoon uh, when we were having just you know a conversation at the gym it was such a such a beautiful uh, time that we we just had just kind of just talking about some things um and you said something along the lines of you know, treating all of the stuff like big stuff or it was something along those those lines. Yeah, I think don't treat everything like it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like I I think for me, a big a big win for me is when I remember that you and I are on the same team when we're in conflict. You and I are on the same team because I tend to forget that sometimes and I tend to look at you like you're on one team and I'm on another team and so what do I have to do to get my team to win right right and mm -hmm. so you know being aware of maybe creating not creating arguments over small stuff and making them big stuff and the flip side of that coin is like taking some small stuff that's good stuff and making it a big deal, mm -hmm. making it a big deal. It is a big deal. If you do something specifically for me intentionally to make me feel good, make that a big deal. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I do. I, you know, and I think about, you know, 20, um, you know, 20 years of marriage. I think over the weekend we were at, out at dinner with the team and a bunch of the, the students from the certification and, I was having a conversation with another one of the coaches and we, we were talking about our, this conversation that we wanted to do. And I remembered saying, you know, in my, in my dating life and things like that, you were the first person that for whatever reason, even, even when we were young and we had a whole bunch of stuff to work through when we were young, you were the first person that I looked at. And for whatever reason, it, it triggered something in me that I wanted to be more for. I wanted to be a better version of me for you because I looked at you and I saw that you 
deserve that. And, and I wanted, and I wanted to do that. So, you know, when I think about, you know, maybe a lesson, and I think it ties in with what you're saying, uh, that, that I've learned in 20 years of marriage that I can, I can look and take something from that and look at life and say, you know, you're not the only person that matters. Other people around you matter. And, and so now I think, you know, becoming more thoughtful, you know, intentionally being more thoughtful with you probably puts me into a place where I am more intentional and thoughtful about other people because being thoughtful is on the front of my mind now, you know, and, and, uh, you know, when you, you know, you said today and I just, it hit my heart. It just struck me so, so well. You said, you know, you're my first and last marriage. Yeah. I decided that when I said I would marry you, you know, I, I personally went into marriage, like, and this isn't against, I mean, I know you've had another marriage and so many other people have had other marriages and that's, this isn't a, a put down on that at all. I'm saying mm-hmm. for me, it was a, you will, you are who I want to be my first marriage and I don't have a plan B and I don't want a plan B. Like you were my first and you were my last, you know, growing up, everybody around me's second marriage was their good marriage. My parents, my grandparents, all friends of my parents that I knew, everybody's second marriage was the marriage that kind of they seem to stick with. Mm-hmm. And I just remember for me saying that I need to be more intentional about my first marriage. Yeah, why can't I, that happen in I, my first marriage? I only right? wanted yeah, I only I only want to do this once. So why do I have why do I have to follow kind of the pattern that's all around me? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's you know I think if you're settled that there is no plan B, then maybe you'll put forth more effort to figure out plan A. Mm. You know, there's, there's, there's something, uh, about, you know, kind of burning your boats, so to speak, you know, you go, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, figure this out. You, you know, you and I, and, and again, like Nicole said, you know, I, I've, this, this is my second marriage, uh, in, in many regards, it's my first, um, <laughs> because, um, I'm, I've been with her, you know, for almost half my life. Um, I, my grandmother, Maxie, and if you listen to my story in episode two, I kind of mentioned my grandma, Maxie, um, my grandfather, uh, who I never met, he passed away a year before I was born. And I remember looking at my grandmother, you know, I'm in my twenties. And I remember asking my grandmother one day, I said, you know, grandma, why did you never get remarried? Because, um, my grandfather would have been deceased for about 20 some years. And, uh, she said, because there was only one Winfield Scott Alexander and I was his wife. And I remember that and you're right. And I think that sometimes, you know, taking that mindset, especially we've had our, you know, we don't argue, but we, I just want everybody to know that Nicole and I do not argue. We do have from time to time what we know, what we call intense fellowship. So, so we do have intense fellowship sometimes, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. And, and I would say that 
that you have to have that that mindset going into some of those intense fellowship moments that, like you said, mm-hmm. we are on the same team. It's not about my team wins and your team loses. Right. It's our team must win. Our team right. must win. And there is no plan B. So before you say something or do something or throw a hand grenade, understand that if you throw a hand grenade right now, you have to live with body parts mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of all over the place. You, you know what I mean? Because there there is no plan plan B. So kind of a, a neat perspective and uh i just i just the reality is is it only feels good in the battle it only feels good when you're throwing darts in the middle and you're throwing grenades in the middle and you're like score score (laughs) right because when you get done and the person that you love is sitting on the other side of you and they're crushed Mm. and that's and it's your fault Mm -hmm. that's no longer a win doesn't feel good you're right It, it doesn't it doesn't feel good and and so so if you're listening, you know, I would say like a major takeaway is there's going to be conflict. Learn how to fight well. Learn how to fight well. It's, it, it's naive for us to say that we never get into conflict, that we never have moments when we are in um, initial disagreement. But in those moments, learn how to fight well because ultimately you know as as the team goes so both of you go so uh, i think that that is is pretty cool uh what would you say to a two-year couple looking to make it to year 20 she's smiling i would say practice the pause well because we were just (laughs) we were just talking about like before you say anything and before you practice the pause pause be quiet when those feelings flare up, when you're in an argument, be quiet because you can build all of these great memories when things are good and all of these, you know, good times and life's going well. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've learned that when, when you are in conflict with your spouse, uh, real hurt can come, real, you know, real damage can come and you don't want to be the person responsible for tearing down their identity or making a hole that you don't know how long it's going to take to repair mm-hmm. just practice the pause they're on your team you might not like what they're saying or you might not like what they're doing but leave room for reconnection and i think that in the if you don't pause then that gets harder and and believe me ladies and gentlemen she is the consummate practitioner of of practicing the pause you know i think i can be i can be a tough cookie to deal with sometimes and and i'm i know more often than not we have been at the apex of conflict and she has you know bitten her tongue till her nose bled to leave room for reconciliation and and i would say that that is a a really really good one. And I would say, um, kind of as a side note to that, and I think for me, and I'm learning it more and more all the time. And it's like, if we win as in a marriage, as, as, as our marriage flourishes, it doesn't matter 
which one of us gets the credit for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, like you said, you fight so hard for right. I must be right here. I need to be the one that's right. And you can be right and lonely and and hurt and, and all of those things. And I would say, along with practicing the pause, and I would say to somebody, you know, two year two, man, you're still you're still giddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're still you're still giddy year two. Um year five. Some of the treads starting to wear. Start, some of the belts are starting to show a little bit. Year five, by year ten or twelve, you know it's it can be it can be pretty, pretty, pretty routine, and you can you can lose touch if you're not intentional and careful. And I would say practice the pause, like Nicole said, which is an amazing piece of advice. I'm I'm learning too, ladies and gentlemen. That's one that I'm still working on practicing the pause, and then. It doesn't matter who gets the credit if our team wins, you know? So if I don't say, but you know, I'm right here, you know, I'm right. Cause if that's all ruining the moment, you're ruining it in the moment. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, cause if we're going forward, reconcile and in connection, then we both are winning and it doesn't matter who gets the credit for that. So, and I, I think another big one is, to never stop dating. You've mm. done so good with us on that. Like never stop dating. Um, you know, we have weekly date nights and sometimes twice one week. And not they don't have to be major. You know, sometimes we go out to dinner together and we can just talk. And sometimes we sit on the front porch and take our dinner out there. Sometimes we go for a walk. But like stop the paces of the day and we just enjoy who each other are. You know, I, I love our girls. I love our girls so much. And I know you love our girls so much. Um, but when they're both completely out of the home and living their mm-hmm. grown-up lives, I still know who you are. We've still been each other's best friends all of these years. So our dynamic doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Our role as parents change, but you as my husband and you as my best friend, that doesn't change. If you listen to the last episode, we actually talked about roles and identities, right? So our roles will change, you know, as parents to kids, our roles change. But, you know, the the identity that we have individually and collectively as husband and wife, that dynamic has not changed. That identity has not changed. And so how do we facilitate uh, continuing to to know who each other are in in that? And uh, and, and that kind of segues into the next little piece, um, mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I call her mama. You know, she's <laughs> she she is she's the mama to my kids. And she is the one that kind of holds everything together. And I'm sure all you moms out there can totally relate to it. So. I kind of affectionately occasionally call her mama um, because she is. So um, and that kind of segues into the, the next one. It's like, what do you what would you say are the two biggest keys to a healthy, flourishing marriage? What what would you say are the two um, biggest? I think the first one for me is 
being secure in your identity apart from your spouse, Mm. which is, I mean, I've, I involve you in everything and I think of you and everything and you're included in everything. But if I'm not secure in who I am and what my worth is and what my value is, then I'm going to hold you responsible for that. Mm. And if there's a deficit, I'm going to, I'm going to look to you to figure out how to fill that for me. And so I think that if each partner is fully responsible for knowing their identity and their worth just as a person, Mm -hmm. then when you bring the two together, Mm -hmm. you can be more successful than relying on somebody else to show you you're valuable. Mm -hmm. I I, I love it. I I do. And and you're right. Um, Very often, you know, people believe that you have to lose who you are individually in order to have a great marriage. And and I think a great marriage are two people who fully know who they are, who are fully alive and yet are fully committed and are willing to compromise where it's appropriate to look out for the best of another. And it's not out of some sense of, well, I need you to, to do something for me or to fill a need for me, but I know who I am and I'm secure in that. But I'm giving of this to you because I know who I am. I think right. that's amazing. Yeah. And because I know who I am. Well, I was going to say, I think I know where I lack. I don't always know where I lack. I think other people tend to know where you lack more. <laughs> but people tend it- <laughs> to see people tend to see your crazy better than <laughs> you see your crazy. I, I'm not you're, calling you yeah, crazy. You <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not you actually, I'm not actually calling you crazy, <laughs> but I'm saying uh, you're right. It, People tend to see your yeah. your stuff faster than you see your stuff. Yeah, I do. but I, I mean, I think it's cool because you tend to fill my gaps. You tend to fill the gaps where I need to grow more in there. So hopefully if I'm doing my job, and I don't always, but hopefully if I'm doing my job, then when you try and help me grow in the areas that I need to grow in, then I don't take that as a criticism. I take it as... You're trying to help me be the best version of me. Me being the best version of me does directly affect you. Mm-hmm. You being the best version of you directly it affects does. me. I believe I, I believe that 100%. I, I believe that, you know, a good friend of mine said, you know, you impress far away, but you impact up close. And I don't think that there's any relationship that gets closer than marriage. So absolutely. So I would say that what I do definitely has an impact on you. So if I'm not living the most vibrant, powerful expression, authentic version of myself, then that is going to have an impact on you. So when you, when you call out my stuff, when you go, Hey, I think you're wonderful, but knock that crap off. (laughs) I, I think that that's, that's good. But only when you are fully immersed in who you are, because if you're not, you don't have the confidence to say that. Right. You know, if somebody's feeling, you know, like you said, if if you're looking to that other person to to, you know, fill you up and be that you will never call them on their stuff, because then what happens if they don't if they don't fill me up? Right. So so to speak, Um, I would say, you know, for me, I would say one of the big things in in having a, a an amazing marriage is 
never, never lose that sense of awe and wonder that you had about that person in the first place, because there's a thing that attracted me to you in the first place. There was, you know, outside of the fact that you're just beautiful there, there, there was something about you as I spent time with you, there was something deeper about you. And it was, it just intrigued me. And I wanted to spend time, more time with you to know who you were. And I think sometimes what happens the longer, you know, we, we stay in those relationships, we lose that place of awe and wonder. The thing that was like, this person has got dimensions and about that. I want to know, I want to understand why they thought about it that way. Why, you know, because mm-hmm. that probably appealed to you in, in the beginning, I would say that that is, you know, a big one right there. And the one for me that I'm, I learn more all the time. It's um, being willing to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I missed it there. Yeah. I just totally missed it. And I know that seems so obvious, but like we were talking about a lot of times when we're in the midst of conflict, if we haven't already, you said this afternoon, some things need to be decided before they need to be decided. Mm-hmm. We're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We're going to see this through. This is, we we are, I love you. I am in it. We have to decide that from the beginning. And when, when that is, that is your place, you know, saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I missed it. I, I didn't handle you well there. I, I was insensitive or cruel or thoughtless and I blew it and, and, and I don't know how that made you feel and will you forgive me? I think the harder it is for us to say that we're sorry, the more it needs to be said. Mm. You know, I'm sorry I didn't unload the dishwasher. Yeah, okay, thanks. I'm sorry I called you out in front of one of your friends on something that was personal. That's major. Right. You know, but like who wants to admit that they were maybe that wrong or so I think the more reluctant a spouse is or really anybody, I think the more <laughs> reluctant you are to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong there. Mm-hmm. The more you should do it. Yeah. So, um, those are two that just kind of come to mind for, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, there are so many more. I, I think you're, you're one about dating. Uh, I noticed in the last several years for you and I, and it's been like the last three years, we've been really intentional yeah about our date nights and our time together because it can be hectic. I mean, you Mm -hmm. are, you're a mom and a wife and an athlete and a coach and a business owner. And there are so many things um, vying for your attention and time. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself giving all of your time to all Mm -hmm. of these other things. And then the one thing, you know, I tell people this, if you think about all the things that you stand up, and say, I will do this forever. Like, till death do us part. Mm-hmm. Marriage is the only one. Mm-hmm. We never stand up and say, hey, we're going to be business owners forever. We never say, we're going to be coaches forever. Right. But this is the one relationship. This is the one thing that we we stand up in front of witnesses. And we say, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this forever. And, and, and I think getting involved in... 
things that you may not be interested in in order to connect with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've learned to like going to your shooting competitions. Mm-hmm. I started to go to your shooting competitions because I liked seeing you do what you loved to do. And I like seeing you excited and all of that stuff. Um, but the more over the years now, now I understand more when you talk about it. Um, and I understand more about what's going on. And now I actually, I look forward to going for so many more reasons, but I don't shoot competitively and I don't have the desire to shoot competitively, but to be able to go and be with you and watch you and have that experience become another memory for us. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. I felt the same way this weekend. You know, we've we've coached together uh, inside of our business for 12 years. And and it was kind of, you know, our our thing. And But it was a different dynamic, actually, you know, kind of coming in and seeing you do it in, in a different arena and just how amazing you were at it and it was a different level of appreciation for you and really how talented you are and and what you do and i think that that's important too that you're right you you jump into those other areas of your spouse's life mm-hmm. because it's going to give you a much fuller appreciation for who they are and mm-hmm. and and what they're capable of cuz you know i could have just kind of gotten used to you I, I knew you were a fantastic coach, but when I watch other people relate to you as a fantastic coach, I go, right. You, you know what I mean? Because now I'm looking at it in just a much different dimension. And, and, and I saw, you know, how exciting, excited you were about it and how much joy it was bringing you. And, and that was that was good for my heart as well. So well, that was thank you. pretty, You're, pretty cool. That means a lot. You are you were my coach and you were one of the best coaches in any area that I have ever been around. And anytime I am around phenomenal, like top notch coaches, you are at that caliber completely without a shadow of a doubt. And people who are around you every day, they don't even realize it probably because they don't have an opportunity to be around other greatness to be able to compare it. They don't know. Mm. They don't know how good they have it. You're awesome. Is there anything maybe you thought about marriage before being married uh, that you found was all wrong once you got inside marriage? So is there maybe a thought that you had about marriage that it was going to be this way and then you got into it and you're like, oh, it's really not that way at all? Well, prior to being married, prior to really having you influence who I was. Mm Mm-hmm. I was very, I, was, I still am. I was very hard. I could be very harsh. I could be very self-centered and like take care of me because nobody else will type, type, you know, that that's just who I was when we met. Like if you don't take care of you, nobody else was. So fight for your position. Um, so I think I came into marriage with the stand up for yourself and take what you want so you make sure you get what you want and not that you shouldn't stand up for yourself but I came in kind of edgy so thanks for loving me when I was so edgy Uh, but I was and then I think 
you know, we got into our relationship several years when I realized that I wasn't, I didn't feel that inner fight anymore. I didn't feel like I had to be on guard and go out and try and, you know, pull the sword out and who do I have to take down to get what I want here? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel that anymore. It was like, oh, I don't, oh, I guess I do still have a sword, but I don't, I don't need it for my family. I don't need it for my, my husband. So I think I came into marriage thinking I was going to have to fight for value or fight for a place. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hmm. have to fight for a place. So I saved my sword for special events. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the, you know, I, I, when she looks at me like that, sometimes I just go, baby, put the cuckoo back in the clock. Hey, you always got to have something <laughs> to reserve. You never know when you a little crazy know. is going to come in handy. Sometimes you need a little crazy. Sometimes, I, sometimes you do. Um, I would, sometimes you need a little crazy sometimes you do i would you know, say, you know, uh, really really interesting for me you know having and and it's funny that you you mentioned something earlier about all of the people in your life it was their second marriage it was the one because that's 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 really true for me and I think the biggest thing and I don't know if it was a thought prior but I think it's kind of this new evolution that you and I are in with the wind is I thought that the win was you just don't get divorced. Mm -hmm. That was the win. If you don't get divorced, then you've won. And the more I'm with you, I realize that it's moments like this. It's moments that we're sharing something that now is a memory. It's uniquely who we are and we're in involved and engaged and really interacting on a level that it is beyond, well, let's just grin and bear it until, mm-hmm. you know, one of us, mm-hmm. you know, leaves this thing that has been huge for me. And I think the biggest thing that has been the illuminator of that for me has been, and, and I know folks, if you're listening, this probably sounds just cliche, is unconditional love. Um, you have been truly the embodiment of unconditional love. You know, like when I have been absolutely at my worst, that's when you were like calling forth the very best of me. And, and that has, has been the thing. And so I think that, that I'm sorry. No, 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 I think that, that is, that is a a passion of mine that I think that spouses need to have present. You have to be able to call out the best in your spouse when you don't see it. Hmm. Instead of just speaking to whatever the issue is at the moment, you, you have, you have to believe and what they're capable of, the very best version that you see. Mm. And I hope that what you see is phenomenal. What I see is phenomenal. I I see amazing things in you and I always have. And when, you know, when you maybe 
act in certain ways or whatever that I think isn't congruent with what I think about you, then I can say, hey, hey, the man that I know, the man that I believe in, this is who he is. You know, and the same with you toward me, because that that will create a connection between you and I. It won't create separation, because if I just call out what's wrong or what I feel is wrong or what I feel is an issue, Mm -hmm. then we fight about it. Right. Right. But I start speaking to the man that I know you are and that I, you know, that I believe in and it wakes him wakes that up inside of you or wakes that up inside of me and then I start to think about what you know how I've been acting and you're right I'm better than that and it calls out the best in one another Mm. well baby girl um, I want to say you know thank you I know that it was a it, it was not in your comfort zone it was not to to come on and but you were in my comfort <laughs> she, guys, she's the best. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't it doesn't get any better. Um, I thank you for honoring me and and spending time with me doing doing this project. Uh, I I believe that you know you know what Power and Strength Radio is all about. You know what what it's about, and I believe that this conversation us you know, kind of talking about kind of sometimes in jest, then sometimes in seriousness, you know, going, Hey, 20 years, 20 years of marriage. Has it been all rainbows and unicorns? It hasn't been, but there is still something, you know, we we've learned in 20 years and, and all of the things hopefully that we've shared will lend themselves to you. If you're, on this journey as well in a marriage or you will be someday to finding the best version of yourself and finding the best version of your spouse. And we hope to hear your stories, you know, your 20 year stories, your 25 year stories. And, and, uh, you know, we've had some great couples over the years that have come alongside of us and they have shared some insights and, and help and and now we we want to do the same and and baby girl I'm excited about 25 30 35 okay. and you know I can't wait until uh, I just know that when we're at our 50th you're still gonna be amazing and beautiful and stuff and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be like wow <laughs> how did you do it you know um, so Man. I'm Yes. May I read you something? So I was sitting downstairs before I came upstairs. I was um, I was stalling. I was on Instagram stalling. Stalling. <laughs> because when I came upstairs. She was stalling. <laughs> we were going to do this. So I was on Instagram. But I came across a post and it said, marriage isn't I promise to love you until I stop loving you. It's I promise to make a conscious decision to continue to love you even when it's hard because I'm aware no one is perfect, but you are worth it. Mm. And in all of our underlying everythings, you are worth it to me. Oh, baby girl, thank you. I am excited about our 20th. Me too. And I am 
more excited about the door that Tony will unlock to all the ones that follow. So thank you for blessing me with your your time and your voice. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe, believe me, this is this is truly a blessing. She is an amazing person. If you know her personally, you know that I speak nothing but the truth on that. She's just an amazing person. And uh, she she doesn't know it, but I'm sure that she'll have more voice time here in the future. Now that we got the first one under her belt and she didn't <laughs> melt or catch on fire or anything like that. She's got an amazing smile and laugh. I'm sure that she'll be she'll be back on. So, Mama, I love you. Happy early 20th anniversary yeah. to you. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I say it to all my guests. And you're not really my guest. You're <laughs> you're me. And strength and love to you. I love you. I love you too. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if, you, if you enjoy the podcast, you find some value in it, please, if you would, Go and leave us a review. Five-star reviews are great. It helps us move up in the search. And uh, we can just continue to bring you amazing content. So until we meet again, this has been T and the Queen, Mrs. Nicole, and strength and love to all of you. Until we meet again, later. Are you listening? Damn.